We're going to go with the barking dogs today? <laughs> well, it's either I let them in and let them bark right next to us. Uh, yes, that would be bad. Okay. Everybody got a drink? We're all set. Rick, you got a drink? You know, I'm sitting in a winery. Of course I have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so if you start slurring later, we'll know why. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right. Um, ready, set, go. Ready, set, and, and go. Hello, boys and girls. This is Ted with the um, Motorcycle Men podcast, and you're not plugged in. Okay, we're gonna wait till Chris gets plugged in. Hold on a second. Hold on. We're, we're, we're gonna. Okay. <laughs> and say your name right the next time. You're like this is. It, <laughs> See, this is what I get. I'm telling you. Uh, this is Motorcycle Men podcast. This is episode number fifty-four, <laughs> and I am here with uh, Tim Buck Two. Yes. Oh, this is this is my <laughs> this is my. Oh, you're horrible. <laughs> this is Mikey Timbuk2, and here we go, see? And uh, Chris the Joker, of course. And also with us today, we don't have a sound effect for you, but we have our good friend, Steve Blavitter from the uh, TT Cycles, is joining us here in the studio. Ooh, thank you. Thank you for having let's me. Let's get, let's get a sound for Steve. we got to have something for Steve. So pick, pick something. <laughs> there you go. How is this? All right. I've heard worse. Yeah, right. there you go. That's what I'm used to. <laughs> All right. And also, we're doing things a little differently this time. So right now, on the phone with us right now, we have uh, my good friend, and who I will call the happiest man on the planet. Oh, my. He must uh, not have a job. Well, No, he's got the greatest <laughs> job in the world. Uh-oh. He does. My good friend, Rick Bennett, the owner uh, and operator of the Rustic Ridge Winery <laughs> in Burlington Flats, New York. Uh, hello, Rick. Welcome to the Motorcycle Men. Hey, thank you, you guys. And I am the happiest man, and I do have the best job. He does. You know, it's when you know, his day gets rough. I think the day gets rough when you don't have any bottles that are open to drink out of. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How can you get all upset over pouring wine for girls wearing sundresses all day? Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do love. So that. he's got a yeah, he's got a really rough job. So today we're going to be doing some cool stuff. But first. We're going to go through some uh, our usual crap. We're going to hit uh, the things we've been doing and have been doing and things coming up and all that. Uh, so this episode, as always, is brought to you by uh, Amazon. Uh, not Amazon. Or Audible. 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 Okay. <laughs> Ted's new today. <laughs> he got new lips. Auto- he does not yeah. use them. Uh, <laughs> I thought you guys went corporate. Yeah, yeah we did. We kind of, not, not really totally, but uh, you can get your free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial with um, going to audibletrial.com slash motorcyclemen and choose from over 180,000 titles for your, uh, you know, however you want to listen to an audiobook. All right? That's good. Exactly. So have, have we been riding? Have you been riding, Tim? Just back and forth to work every now and then. Uh, we're going to ask you in a minute, but Chris. Depending on the weather. Yes, every fucking day. Every every day, really? Every Not day. no every fucking day to get it right. <laughs> every fucking day, I ride. Did, 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 did even rain too? Have you I, been, I got caught in the rain in a couple of days. Did you really? Yep. Okay. All right, now Steve, have you been riding? Yes, yes, I'm always riding. You're always riding because that's the thing you have yes, to do. I have to. Do. Only you have choices. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah you. Have. They're, not, you they're not always my. Choice. Though. Yeah, right. It's not always my perfect choice. I you don't ride say. the same ba- bike all the time either. No, no, not at all. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, yeah. it is. It <laughs> That's kind of cool. No, Rick, have you been riding? Uh, yesterday, I got about 60 miles in on my dual sport. Nice. Really? Dirt road. 
dirt, yeah. because there are no dirt roads in upstate New York, right? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kidding. All right, so I have not been riding. Well, last well, week I, I rode here. Well, rain. Oh, I will not intentionally ride in the rain. Not intentionally. Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. the rain kind of put everything off. Yeah. It's been raining like nonstop. I had I had a 15-minute window yesterday where the sun came out and I started the bike. That's as far as I got. Oh, it's, really? So it was raining down there yesterday? Yes. I was going to say, where, 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 where's yes. it been raining? It doesn't rain by you? None. It never so rains much. in Berkeley Heights is what you're saying. Right? <laughs> They pay taxes. They high taxes. <laughs> the higher your taxes, the less rain you get. Is that- so it's all Republicans and high taxes. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Wow. You suck. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, by me, it's, um, yeah, it rained. It's been raining since last Wednesday. It finally, you know, it was like raining when I left to come up here. Yeah. At least the yeah. weather's not as hot as it used to be. And we're going to have more. It's going to be supposed to be nice the next the whole few rest days. Of the, the rest of the week is supposed to be beautiful. Uh, except for Saturday and isn't, Sunday. Isn't there supposed to be a hurricane coming? Yeah. yeah. I said of the seven possible paths it could take, three of them take them right up the coast, right up our ass. Great. Excellent. Wonderful. But they said the suspected path is going to take it out to the ocean. But Let's hope so. Who, mm-hmm. the, who the hell knows? I don't need no flood. But those Saturday and Sunday, we're supposed to get swamped with rain really? this weekend. Yeah, so it's not going to be any raining this week and no riding this weekend. That's for sure. But it will be riding tomorrow for the rest of the week. Oh, right? Yeah. Right, Rick? You're going to ride, right? Uh, later today. It's beautiful here. Oh, okay. Here, listen to this. You it's suck. Like <laughs> as funny as can be. Oh, really? Oh. Now, where is Rick from? Yeah, he's in Burlington. Is it Burlington Flats that you're in? Flat. Yep. Yeah, that's where I, and, and for those listeners who have been not been paying attention, that's where I have my house. Oh. I have my houses in Burlington Flats as well. And I've spent many hours at Rick's place sampling wine. <laughs> yes, you have. And I never have had a drink there. Never. <laughs> ever. Have I ever sampled anything there. Right, Rick? No. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so no, um, There's no such thing as a sample. There's no samples there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, so listen, you guys know what Patreon is? Patreon. 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 We have Patreon. If you want to be a subscriber of the show, you can go to uh, our homepage and, and, and go to our Patreon thing. And you can actually become a subscriber to the show and support us and help us raise some cash here so we can do extra wonderful things like uh, you know additional content and audio and some video and actually uh, some live streaming so uh, go to go to our Patreon thing and uh, throw us a buck a month, buck an episode, whatever you want, and uh, we'll definitely appreciate that, and we'll give you some cool stuff as at a what, result. At what point are they going to come out with a company? Because somebody's going to realize that, you know, like have all these, these sites that do that and yeah. just call it I'mBeggingYou.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, isn't that what crowdfund or go fund, isn't that GoFundMe? Is that's what I'm talking about. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. That's what they are. And what's that, other one? A, what's that other one? There's what's that other one? There's GoFundMe. GoFundMe is one of the biggest ones. Yeah, there's cra- uh, Kickstarter, and then Kickstarter. what's that other one? Um, I never heard of Patreon. You never heard of Patreon? Yeah, that's a, that's a whole new thing. Mostly it's for on, online media stuff, I guess. Somebody's got to start. I'm yeah. begging you.com. There you go. <laughs> so, so if you want to get a bike from Steve at TT Cycles, you can go GoFundMe yeah. or Patreon, and then people you can get a bike from Steve. you got to pay for it. And get, I, can, I can buy more Mountain Dew. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or you could do a, Go, a GoFundMe thing or a Patreon thing for, for Rick and get wine from Rick. There you go. Right? So what, what was the big varietal this year? What was, what was the, the, uh, the best wine this year? 
Best wine? Yeah. Rick? The varietals at the winery? Yeah, what was the best one this year? You know what? Our biggest seller here is a, is a wine called Wildcat. And it oh, is yeah. a sweet Catawba rosé. Sell a lot more of it than anything else here. It's always been the best seller. Yeah, the sweet, the sweet reds are big at the wineries down here also. Oh, yeah. People just... I probably sell three or four to one sweet wines over dry wines here. Nice. Oh, yeah. I've, d- I've done a few of those uh, Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the other one you have, it was the uh, Sweet Little Blonde is the other one that you have. Oh, yeah, Sweet that- Little Blonde. Everybody needs one of them. <laughs> 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 so we're looking at your website right now, but we'll, we're going to get into you in a moment. And uh, we got a picture of you up on the on the screen, and it's scaring everybody, but it's okay. <laughs> um, so listen, also we also have our our YouTube thing. We got to talk about our YouTube channel. Chris is building up our YouTube site, right? With all kinds of YouTube stuff, right? Not Chris? really. I'm just recording. <laughs> you just you just yeah. You no, no. So- I'm, I'm I'm yeah. I'm getting all the the latest episodes that we've been doing. Good. So you go to our YouTube page. It's Motorcycle Men on on uh, YouTube, and of course we have our brand new Facebook page. Uh, you guys got to start checking out our new Facebook page because I always post some stupid shit on there, you know, for everybody. And and of course, naturally, I have to sign in, which is dumb because I don't want to. No, because you're not prepared. I'm not prepared. <laughs> I'm never prepared. <laughs> I think everybody realizes that. By now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. And um, today, I have a, a, a picture of us up on on our Facebook page where we have a, we have a necklace there. Oh, so nice. You can get a motorcycle man necklace, which is bullshit because we really don't have necklaces. We have billboards all over the world, by the way, as you can see. Um, <laughs> this, one here, this is one of my favorites. Oh, that's great. Yeah, like that. We are the side of a stadium. Um, so we see, you can see we're very popular because we're all over the world. We have our motorcycle men mug. They're $35 each, you know, if you want one. Uh, there's a picture of us on the side. We are at the V2N Cafe. So as you get, we have that. You know, I was looking for a space for us to do a V2N Cafe. That would be nice. It was. The cheapest rent I found was 1000 bucks a month. Is that all? That's all. It was, uh, Pocket change it was, uh, it was like a. Th- it was just uh, about 700 square feet. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. To do a cafe, do the motorcycle-themed cafe, you know, nice. like we have here. Yeah. That'd be great. Sure. How's well, the disco fries here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be great. See? <laughs> disco. If, if you don't know what disco fries are, Chris, why don't you explain what disco fries are? Uh, they're pure heaven. <laughs> Rick, have you ever heard of disco fries? No. No, I got they're no cheese idea. and gravy on French fries. Oh Lord! Yes, yes. <laughs> Cheese and a heart attack waiting to happen. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, so that's that's a. I don't know why they call it disco fries, but that's very very popular here in New Jersey. So um, that's one of the things we'll do at the uh, Vichy Kitchen. Get your cold coronary blockage fries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but um, anyway, so yeah, please check out our Facebook page. It's Motorcycle Men Podcast on Facebook, and of course, our website is MotorcycleMen.us. We're going to say hello to some of our friends. Tim, you want to start it off? Joe G. What about Joe G? Uh, he, uh, hey, come on, it's not that small. Give me a freaking break. <laughs> Surefire designs. <Dude>. Yeah. <laughs> Make some good leather uh, covers for your bags. Chris, this, we're going to send this one off to Chris. Chris, we want you to say hello to our next one, our, our next good Dude, friend. I really? Oh, come I'm on. I'm really having a hard time. <laughs> Here, here's my glasses. So you blind me. bastard, you. <laughs> you know? Jesus come on. Christ. It's not that small. Yes, it is that small, uh, man. Okay, while, while you're... You want, Ted used four type printing. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Good ID. Put the glasses on straight on your head. You're really getting the... Fo- get, you, you're getting just what we do here, Rick. 
Oh yeah, I see it now. <laughs> you probably see more than Chris. That's for sure. Where, where, what did you just say? He just, he just, <laughs> Joe G. Joe G. is sure fine. Fucking like. thing, please. Jesus fucking Christ! You and your micro fucking lettering. Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> fucking He's got to use a magnifying glass, yeah, and you still uh, can't see. <laughs> Maybe you do need glasses. Yes. Yes. Uh, road ID. <laughs> it's who you are, right, Chris? Oh, my favorite. Your favorite. <laughs> because you are wearing your road ID right now, yes, right? Steve, absolutely. do you have a Steve, do you have a road ID? You don't No, have, I do not. No, no you have just this is a road ID. I got it here right this guy says road and an ID and then you put it's got all your pertinent information on it. So should you, you find yourself you want on it. So if you should find yourself, you know, laying on the pavement somewhere, they can look at this and go, Oh look, it's Steve <laughs> They'll know who you are. I have a driver's license. <laughs> well, no, well yeah, but but this has got contact information on it. That's oh, what okay. it that's what that's what's important about it. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a driver's license. Yeah. Rick, have you ever heard of Road ID? Uh no. You're gonna get one? Uh no. <laughs> well, I have along the same line because I have a driver's license too. Yeah, but it does does it have your phone number on it? No. <laughs> no okay. Well, no, maybe it doesn't. No. <laughs> but in my other pocket, I usually carry my phone. So. Well, see, phones are unreliable because if you land on your phone, it's broken, and now nobody can, nobody knows who you are. So anyway, uh, I want to say hello to Dell and Penny at Dell Boys Garage. It's a YouTube channel and also Moonfleet Jewelry in Dorset, England. They have Woody right now. They've got nice. my Woody. Cool. <laughs> you know, right. you know, you know the whole Woody story. I I I have seen the pictures. Okay. Do you know about my Woody, Rick? No. <laughs> Do you want to hear about my Woody? You know, I'm not sure on that one. <laughs> well, it's a little mascot, Woody. He's actually going around the world. He has a road ID on him, and he's actually traveling around the world. Right now, he's in England, and he's going to be going from motorcycle rider to motorcycle rider, making his way around the planet. Well, wow, that's cool. Yeah. So it's a little stupid stunt. But anyway, I want to say hello to Del and Penny over at uh, Del Boy's Garage and Moonfleet Jewelry. Loud pipes, Rich. Rico and um, John and uh, Kevin and uh, Larry over at Throttled. We got the Motorcycles and Misfits. We had Liza on last week, and she was busting our ass from uh, Motorcycles yes, and Misfits. Yes, Yes. And, uh, again, we want a little shout-out to Kat. She had a little wreck, and she's in a hospital, and she's recovering. Uh, she's doing much any better. Word, any word on her? She she's not, doing she's better. She's still in the hospital? She, yes, she's still in the hospital. She's got a lot of broken parts. Oh, yeah. A lot of broken parts. She's not going to be able to walk for six weeks. Well, wow. She, she's lucky to, to even get out of that one, like... Yeah, apparently she uh, she broke the motorcycle's fall, and it landed on her. It's not many people who can say they got hit by a semi and, <laughs> and live to talk about it. I mean, you know, that's, yeah, that's rough. You know? that was that was brutal. Oh no, you're, oh you're, you're thinking about Adam and uh, Adam uh, and, uh, Scoot in America? No, yes, not yes, not that yes. year. That's that's this, 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 this is our friend Cat from oh, uh, Motorcycle sorry. Misfits. It's okay. No, but that, uh, she that, uh, one, I yeah, that was yeah. brutal. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but Cat's still in the hospital. Six weeks, she'll be out. But we uh, we sent her a little get well card, and hopefully she's doing better. Uh, we said hello to our friends over at Cleveland Moto, and uh, we're going to have Phil from Cleveland Moto on the show in December, actually. Uh, say hello to the guys at the Pace Podcast, and of course, our friends, the Wheel Nerds. They're going to be on the show, too, in the future, coming up. And uh, our friend Mike at uh, Chopper Profits, he's going to be on. I want to a couple of uh, little call-outs to uh, my friend Kelvin uh, at McClendon Studios in Lakehurst, New Jersey. If you want ink or art, you go see Kelvin. Okay. Kelvin just bought, you're going to like this, he bought a 1970 Sportster. Mm-hmm. He says it's got a pan head. Mm-hmm. Kick, kickstart. 
Wow. He says it beat the shit out of him when he first tried to start it. <laughs> because you know what happens. Your that foot slips off the kick and it beat the hell out of his leg. Right. <laughs> so, um, uh, rubber side down cycles in Whiting, New Jersey. Uh, my friend down there, a Carly Car, and they're having a chopper. They call it Choptoberfest. On nice. October 23rd. So if you want to get down and get some music and booze and food and stuff like that, head down to Rubberside Down. Uh, my friend Intrexel on YouTube, he does a, a vlog. And he's been riding around. He, ready for this? What's my favorite Harley right now? Uh, the V-Rod. My new, new favorite Harley. Uh, the, the breakout. <laughs> the breakout. Uh, my new, new, new favorite. <laughs> the CVO. No, that's the Roadster. Oh, okay. the Roadster. All right, get a Roadster. I was going to say maybe the Sprint, like the Aramon. No, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, the Sprint. Yeah, that's it. Well, I, I'll... Uh, the K&M Spider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in Trexel, he bought a, uh, a Roadster back in June. And he's put... Now, now, here we are just barely in October. He's already put 12,000 miles on a bike. Wow. Nice. So that's a testament to how much he likes the bike. He said, have you, have you, you're familiar with the Roadster? Just from you know, not intimately. Okay, well, I mean, okay, so you know, of you haven't the slept bike. with yes. one yet. You know of the bike. Do you know of the Roadster, Rick? Oh yeah. Okay, have you ridden one? I have not. Ah, uh, see, so you got to do that. But anyway, uh, so he likes that bike a lot. So uh, and like l- links to all this stuff is on our website. You can check that out. Uh, we have an email from uh, a fan. We're gonna check out. Uh, this comes from Grover. And he says, what's up, guys? Uh, Grover down here in Kentucky. He's listening to the latest podcast with Liza, and he was just talking about chopping up older metric bikes. He thought he'd send some pics of his. He's got an 84 Honda Shadow uh, for 10 years now. And as it sits in an, amalgama- uh, an amalgamation of three different bikes and has undergone four different builds, total cost for all three bikes, four builds, and all parts is under two grand. You couldn't do that with a Harley. No. Now, I think that gets you a grips. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, he includes several pics of what it looks like and what it's looked like in previous build. Uh, Chris will like this. It says it's loud, fast, and rough as hell. Mm. So, uh, not, the rough, not the rough. It, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I don't like rough. That's why I'm a soft-tailed diva. He doesn't say. He doesn't say. <laughs> You're a soft-tailed diva. <laughs> and on the picture, but he's got a he's got a Grover on the front of his bike. So that's that's it. that's his thing right there. You know, open. Funny. So that's what he does anyway. So uh, that's from. Um, that's from Grover down in Kentucky. Oh, thanks, Grover. Thanks, thanks for the pictures. Thanks for That's writing in and pics. It's pretty cool stuff. And what else we got going on? Uh, International Motorcycle Show coming up on December 9th through the 11th at the Jacob Javits Center in New York. Steve, will you be there? I have not made up my mind yet. Why? And what is the reason? The reason is usually time constraints, because if I go in as a vendor or uh, order show bikes... It's a Herculean effort to get everything organized and wait, 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 what, 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 what? Herculean effort. A Herculean. Oh, he effort. used the big word. That is confused. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's slow it down. I'm Make sorry. Small it's words. A, for it's ten. a shitload of work to get it. <laughs> oh, I get, oh, I get, get it. Now. I get it now. <laughs> hey, Rick, have you ever been to the International Motorcycle Show in New York? No, I don't believe I ever have. Well, what the hell are you waiting for? But when I was younger, things were a little foggy for years. Oh, so you, so what you're saying is you may <laughs> yeah. have been there. So in other words, the wine helped. <laughs> uh, so anyway, get back to you, Steve. So you said you might? I might. I have a short window left open to decide whether I'm going to do it or not before uh, before you have to lock in with them. Oh, okay. So. Well, we will be going as uh, media personnel. 
Yes, we will. Uh, Friday from 2 to 9 p.m., Saturday from 9 to 9, and Sunday from 9 to 5. <laughs> What's the date again? Uh, December 9th, 10th, and 11th at the Jacob Javits Center in New York City. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right? Yep. So check with uh, your progressive international motorcycle shows online to see where they are close to you. They're all over the freaking place, actually. And I'm not going to bother getting into what cities they're in, but they're enough to say that they're all over the place. Have you ever heard of the Void Motorcycle Rally? No, I have not. The Void Motorcycle Rally apparently is this crazy rally where you get 24-plus hours to hit all these bonuses to get points, and then you win a money stuff. What? Yeah. Money stuff. <laughs> money stuff. <laughs> it starts in three places. Reading, PA, Columbia, Tennessee, and uh, Tifton, Georgia. Oh, my. I just learned about this uh, yesterday. It's really, really freaking cool. Uh, there's no... It's 24 hours you have to do this in. You get 24 hours to go to all these different places. In in the, From state to state like that? No, well, yeah. You have to st- you start in Reading, PA, and you don't know... They send you... They'll tell you where the bonus point... Where the where the point things are, where you, where you have to be. It's like a... It's a scavenger hunt. With Within Reading, with, Pennsylvania? With, no, not with, no, not within Pennsylvania. It could be anywhere. They could say, okay, well, you have to get a picture of the post office in Washington, D.C. So you have to drive your bike. And it's all by motorcycle. Ride your bike, take a picture of that, text it, and then go to the next stop. So it's all about... It's a scavenger hunt, but with pictures and texts. So you have to go between, like you just said, between Reading, Pennsylvania, between Georgia, wherever else. Wherever you start from. These are the three different starting oh, points. Oh, start, I was going to say, all within 24 no, hours. No, no, no. These are I all... I mean, I, I can always consider myself kind of a hardy rider, but even that's a little <laughs> No, you start each one of these locations, and within 24 hours, you have to hit whatever, because they'll, they'll email you everything you need the night before you leave so you have no idea <laughs> no time to prepare no you, you you just you quickly prepare a route and go Sounds so way too fucking complicated it, it sounds like a lot of fun this is the 11th year they're calling it the void 11 so it's happening october 7th uh, and 8th yeah but what are the prizes yeah exactly i don't know they so don't far, say anything that about they, that. They said you're around, so you don't know where the fuck you're going. Well, you're paying money to do this. Uh, no, and you I don't, don't get think so. I mean, I, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. Great idea. So anyway, uh, it's pretty cool. Check it out. Maybe it's, on, maybe it's called somebody, the. Uh, maybe somebody who's running that could call the show or. That would be cool. I'd like to have somebody on. Rallythevoid.org. So check that out. It's pretty well, cool. Well, why don't you get somebody on so we can find out more about it? I've been trying, but don't try do. Uh, she, she doesn't do want to come out. I know. But uh, so uh, as far as it goes for audiobooks, I'm not doing anything. But I want to tell you a little about we're going to have Jeremy Croker, uh, the author of Motorcycle Therapy. Uh, he's a Canadian adventure rider. He went from Canada through to Central America. And he's got his latest book out, Through the Dust and Darkness, A Motorcycle Journey of Fear and Faith in the Middle East. He rode uh, over there. We're going to have him on next week. All right. And so now, let's get to the crux of everything that we freaking are going to do here today. Go. All right. So as you know, right right now on the line, we have with us Rick Bennett from uh, the Rustic Ridge Winery. He is also, apparently has an obsession with vintage Honda motorcycles. Honda motorcycles. Isn't that right, Rick? I have a a small collection. A small collection. I've got nine right at the moment. Damn. But, uh, That's all? I've, I've filtered a few of them out. My wife got sick of seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't your choice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let, me, let me get to uh, 
where's my stuff? Because I have I have, a, I have a crap load of questions that I have to ask you, and then, of course, we're going to have Steve chime in and yell at you as well. <laughs> all right. So uh, as soon as I, I had all this stuff up here, and naturally, I am. am of I, am I, am course I pre- you did. Am I prepared? No. Come on. You know I'm prepared. Here we are. So, Rick, you, are, you own and operate the Rustic Ridge Winery where you are drunk every day. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so tell us so tell us about the Rustic Ridge Winery, please. It's located on my family farm right where I grew up. My mom and dad still live here. Uh, we've owned a farm since 1959. We ran it as a dairy farm until 1993. We sold off all our herds, but kept the 300 acres of farm. And uh, I worked construction until the housing market took a shit in 2008. And then I... Uh, I started up this. I already had the vineyard planted. I had the plans. I just needed time to build. So I got laid off from my construction job the day before Thanksgiving in 2008, and I opened up two years to the day, 2010. Nice. Nice. So, which, so because I'm establishing myself as Burlington's oldest winery. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing here. We are like the most rural of rural you can imagine here. No, nah, it's not rural up there at all. Come on. <laughs> you know, a lot of cows, you know. Uh, so now you are also your winery is also part of the Cooperstown Beverage Trail. Oh my God, Correct. yes! And the, the Beverage Trail is a, uh, you know, from start to finish, you can you don't have to start in any one spot, but there's eight stops, there's four wineries, three breweries, and a distillery. Woohoo! Uh, you have paperwork that you can take with you, and everywhere you stop, you get a stamp on your paperwork and. When you get them all done, wherever you end up, we all have glassware and get either a wine glass or a pint glass. From start to finish, our our round is about 38 miles, I think. Now, should so you a, do this on your motorcycle? I have done it on my motorcycle, and I talk to a lot of guys who have done it. Uh, it's a full day. But, but uh, do you remember it when you're done? <laughs> it's... Uh, it's really not that bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, part of the Beverage Trail producers, you got the, um, I'm going to call out some of your competitors. Yep. Uh, the Bear Pond Winery, the Cooperstown Brewing Company, the Brewery Omegang, uh, Cooperstown Distillery, the Pale Shop Vineyards, Fly Creek Cider Mill and Orchard, uh, Butternuts Beer and Ale, and then this small place I have never heard of, Rustic Ridge Winery. There you go. Right. Now, you, where are you on that stop? If you start, I guess, like I said, if you went from beginning to end, are you one close to the end? It looks like you're close to the end of the, the trip, right? Yeah, if you start if you start over on the more westerly side of the track, then I'm uh, second in line. Oh, if okay. You start on the eastern side, then I'm you know seventh. Oh, okay. Wow. Now, uh, how did you go from wine to motorcycles? Well. I think I more along the lines went from motorcycles to wine. I always <laughs> have had motorcycles. <laughs> All right, so uh, I know that you ride. So, so tell, what are you riding now, and how long have you been riding? Uh, right now, I've got five that are licensed and insured. Uh, I have a 2014 Honda CB1100. I don't know if you're familiar with that model or not, but they're old school styling. It looks more like, uh, you know, a mid-70s styling. Uh, great motorcycle. I love it. It is much like yourself. It has never seen damp roads even. If it's a chance of rain, I don't take that sucker out. It's going to stay. 
Uh, I also have a 2015 uh, CRF 250 dual sport, which I just purchased last fall. I think I have more miles on that than anything else right now because we are so rural here that it's uh, it's just super fun blasting up and down those fire trails. Oh, that's great. That sounds like uh, I also have a 1977 750 Super Sport Honda. That one's licensed. I've only ridden that one a couple times this year. That has about 20,000 original miles on it. And my motorcycles, I only have one that's restored. All the rest of them are original. They're, uh, you know, I kind of tried to stick to that. I kind of, I buy them that are, they might not be running, but I look for them a little cleaner than some. And, you know, I try to restore them with original parts where I can find it. Uh, I also have a 1978 Honda CX 500. That was one of the transverse twins. Uh, that one runs super smooth, not the most powerful motorcycle in the world, but super fun to ride. And I just redid one last year, a 73 CB350, which was a barn find, less than 3,000 miles on it. Wow. Picked it up for little or nothing. It hadn't been run in 10 years and, uh, you know, made it run and ride. It's, it's uh, a lot of fun. A barn find. See, that, that's something I think that a lot of people look for. They want, to, oh, they yeah. want that barn find somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, Steve, Steve here, he restores. Well, why don't you tell everybody about what you're doing, Steve? Oh, British motorcycles, vintage British. Mostly Triumph, but the occasional BSA or Norton will wander in along with a Vincent or an Ariel or something stupid wow, like Vincent. that or Matchless. Do you get any Do you get any Hondas in? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I like uh, 350s. 350s and 450s. In particular, CL uh, uh, 350s. Uh, he's, he's got his eye on some of your bikes there. Yeah, I was, I was just waiting to hear if he had any CLs in there. <laughs> I don't. Okay, because that's... Uh, I went I went nuts a couple of years ago, and I pretty much bought every CL 350 I could find around here. <laughs> and um, got it's so easy to get them to run. They can be... The, the last one that I had, and I actually put it on the street, and I was riding it myself, was a 71. It had been sitting since 1980. Wow. What? It had Are been sitting serious? since 1980, and all I did was put a battery in it and clean the carburetors. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think oh, I, wow. rode it, I rode it for two years. It was great. Uh, now, do you have any Hondas in your shop now? Uh, in the shop? No. Uh, yeah, I do. I have a 200, a, CL2, a CB200. I'm doing like a light restoration. What year is customer. that? It's a 75, I believe. Wow. Hear that, Rick? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was a nice, nice, clean bike to begin with. It had just been sitting in a garage, so some of the chrome pitted up on it. So, and uh, so he wanted me to pull it all apart and re-chrome everything. And get so he's not started. selling that? No, he's not selling that. Uh, he's, he's had it... Uh, I think he's the bikes are seventy five. I think he's had it since seventy six. Wow! So, yeah. so how, Rick, how many bikes do you have? Right now, I have ten. Ten nine Hondas, and I also picked up a. It was a barn find. I picked up a one twenty five Hadata. Probably don't hear that very often. Ooh, a road know. road toad or a combat wombat? What is that? This was a combat wombat. <laughs> very very cool. Yeah, it came in with a. It came in a deal. I found a couple of old Mako motocross bikes. Oh, those are I neat. I thought they were maybe some that I had had in the past because I raced for years. Uh, they didn't turn out to either one of them be mine. One <laughs> of them was one of my buddy's motorcycles, but uh, very, very rough. I ended up trading them off. Oh, that's neat. 
But I kept that Hadaka because I liked it. Wow. So what got you into collecting? Or restore, um, or mostly picking Honda? The first motorcycle I ever owned was I had a 1970 Honda Mini Trail. I don't know if you all started with them or not, like I did. Made them a little before your time. But I, I bought it brand new. I was like uh, 11 years old. And I rode that for a while. And just like five years ago, I found one on Craigslist. Same year, same color and everything. I went and picked that sucker up. And uh, that's the only one I've ever done nut and bolt restoration on. That one is absolutely perfect at this time. And it sits in a, an enclosed case in my bar down in the cellar of my house. Huh. An enclosed case? Oh, yeah. It's like an entertainment center. <laughs> really? Yeah, lighted case. No, you now so you you don't you've never ridden it. Nobody will ever ride that one again. I rode it the day I bought it, and I rode it in the cellar in my house. I think <laughs> <it> was- <laughs> how the how the hell big is your cellar? <laughs> my wife was my wife is a nurse, and she was at work. She got home. So oh, tossed in there. I didn't let on for a long time, and I'd ridden in the cellar with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, she knows now. Oh yeah, no, she knows then. <laughs> so you see, so when the wife's away, the kids will play. There you go. And you were in the basement riding your motorcycle. Oh boy! I rode it. I rode it that night for a while in the basement, and then I immediately started taking it apart so she didn't expect anything. <laughs> it was about uh, it was four or five months uh, restoration project on that new paint, new chrome, but it came out absolutely perfect. Wow. Now, do you do that too, Steve? Like I ride like your motorcycles around in your house? Uh, no, that I do not do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Rick, because you, I know I know where you are up there in the middle of nowhere, what are some of the challenges that you face with rebuilding these bikes? Well, I haven't really had too much problem at all because I can find a lot of uh, uh, new old stock parts right on the Internet. There's quite a few parts out there for what I'm looking for. I, I have, though, Steve, I've had uh, uh, a 69 Triumph 650 offered to me, but Take I it. think that that's uh, a little out of my class. Oh, no. Come on. If you like the, if you like the, uh, the 350s, then uh, you would like the, uh, you'd like the Triumphs. You think that would come right together like a Honda would? Oh, absolutely. It's even easier to get parts for, and the parts that are out there are better. Because how many times did you buy Honda parts, and they were the wrong ones, or they were advertised as being the right one for your bike? And they were like a generic part that just barely fit. Well, that's true. Yeah, at least with the Triumphs, what you you know the, the parts are pretty reliable for that. Uh, you know what? I might take a more. Serious <coughs> I've just kind of set that aside, and I I know right where it is, and it hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, so I well, I once I catch catch a whiff of where it is, it may go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> No, no, seriously though, it's definitely it's a good investment. There, that a lot of my my customers are are uh, are white collar now, you know, who lost their shirts in the market, and uh, you know, back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and started started buying up vintage motorcycles because it was something tangible that they could reach out and touch, not like some mysterious bond or. Right. Uh, yeah. Um. So I I I gained a lot of customers who were. You know, corporate guys, and they they actually started driving the prices of the bikes up. Nice. So, so, is there a good value in these bikes? Oh, absolutely! Wow, absolutely. Now, Rick, have you ever had your stuff appraised? I have not. I you know I have a fairly good idea what most of them are worth, but no, I haven't had them appraised. Now, have you entered shows with these bikes? 
Uh, nope, I haven't. I uh, it's mostly just a small private collection that I just keep for myself. <laughs> oh, you greedy guy, you! <laughs> now, do you uh, here's a big question: Do you ride them? I I told you that I had five of them that I have that are licensed. Uh, three of the vintage ones, and I do ride them. I kind of pick and choose on what kind of day it is. You know, I like to have the nice sunny, dry day to ride those. I don't want to get them out and get them all filthy or anything, you know. So uh, the the 750 and the 500 I've ridden quite a bit this summer. Uh, the 350 I did not have out this year, even though it is licensed and insured. I rode that last summer. All right. Do you have a favorite of all of them? You know, that mini trail that I have in the enclosed case is my favorite, and I... You know, I, I put it in the case because I don't want the grandkids climbing all over it. <laughs> and, then I, and then I picked up a 1985 Honda Z50, a little motocross bike that was uh, in really good shape. I restored it back to original, you know, with seat covers and grips and colors and stuff like that. I let them climb all over that one. That one they can climb on. The other one I've got to keep them away from. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you, you riding the snow up there like Steve does? <laughs> you know, when I was when I was younger, I did go out in the snow once in a while. This last year, though, we had a great winter. Oh and yeah, every month of the year. Yeah, it was a great winter last year. Hardly any snow. Yeah, um, I, I rode up almost every month. Nice. Um, wow. Now, no, no uh, <laughs> are you planning to restore more? <laughs> you know, I I really like to do those little mini trails. They're getting harder and harder to find. I I look for them all the time. Uh, here they're a little tougher to come by right in the immediate area. Yeah, and I like to pick up something that I can drive to and take a look at. You know, well, uh, I'm sure we can what? hook you and Steve up, and we can uh, you guys can <laughs> collaborate. Yeah, you find me the Triumphs, I'll find you the monkey bikes. There you go. You know what? You and I might have to talk on this one because I hate to have that just sitting there like it is. Nice. <laughs> See, there you go. This is perfect. A little networking. We That's made it. a connection. <laughs> That's it. Hey, now, this is this is this is one of the questions I asked. But have you guys heard of the Monkey One Twenty Five? Yeah, the monkey bikes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the new and Honda is like coming. You know the Grom. Yes. Okay. Yes. So now they're coming out. We we had this in a couple episodes ago. They're coming out with a new version of the Monkey based on the Grom. <laughs> Okay. Really? I did not know that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Now, we know that bike is small enough. Like Chris said, he was going to strap it to the back of his bike. <laughs> it's a mini bike. Yeah, you, you put it on your big bike. This way you have a backup plan if that big bike goes down. Yeah. So there's something else for you to think about. So uh, as far as it goes for your riding, Rick, is there is there any one particular place that you really wish you could ride? Uh, you know, I'd like to, like everybody else, I'd like to have an extended cross-country trip unfortunately i have to pay the bills so i have to i have to be here all the time but i think everybody would uh you know like to head right out cross country uh some friends of mine have been talking about riding from here to alaska wow it's gonna it's gonna involve a, an adventure bike probably in my uh in my future oh but, you know they've been talking about it for a couple of years now and i think i'm gonna try to tag on with them if i can uh, so you're thinking uh, Africa Twin? That would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> now, so so you have not discussed this with your wife yet? Now it's too late, isn't it? Is <laughs> 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 right. uh, let me ask you this: As far as it goes for all your bikes that you re- that you have, you've restored. Is there a holy grail of a motorcycle that you would love to own or restore or just buy? You know what? I always have my eye open for 1983 
Honda Sabre. They were a 750, the V4. It's hard to find one that's in in nice condition. I had a couple of them on the hook before, and every one of them seemed to get away from me before I got it. But uh, I had one of them one time. I bought brand new. I absolutely loved that motorcycle. A Honda Sabre? Yeah, they were pretty Honda scary, Sabre. though, weren't they? They were, they were fast, those things. Yeah, I had one for, oh, I kept it for probably 10 years before I foolishly sold it. And it was in great shape. Really? I wish I'd held on to that one. That'd be my holy grail if I was going to find one right no. now. Really? That's a twenty. Yep. That's a twenty thousand. What, what, what year are you talking about? Eighty three. You said eighty. Nineteen eighty three. In nineteen eighty four, they downsized everything to seven hundred cc. But in nineteen eighty three, they were seven fifty. Yeah, I had a, I had a friend. Oh, there you go. I had a friend who had a motorcycle shop, and uh, he also used to do. He used to store bikes for. a an insurance company that uh, that handled motorcycle claims, and I remember quite a few of those sabers going through, like motorcycle claims. And <laughs> you can, could understand why those things were pretty scary fast. Really, they, they also made an eleven hundred that was in that same. Uh, it was in basically the same frame. Uh, that was an ill handling motorcycle right there. <laughs> that's a cool looking bike too. Now, now that's that's chain drive or is that the drive shaft? Those were shaft driven. Those were shaft driven. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Now, do you have a preference, uh, chain or a shaft? Uh, you know what? what? (laughs) (laughs) I only have one shaft drive motorcycle now. That's that 500, that CX 500. All the rest of my ever all chain drive now. Uh, The 750 Sabre was shaft drive. So you don't have any Honda automatics? No. I mean, as an automatic, automatic, no shifting yeah, automatic? Yeah, automatic. Really? You know, I, yeah. you know, I see them every once in a while. I come across them, but they haven't really uh, appealed to me. No, or anybody else. <laughs> Does that seem like more trouble than it's worth? Um, I, I don't know. It's just it's just every now and then I'll come across, like, on Craigslist or something, there'll be, like, a, a seven, what are they, CB750As, I think, for automatic, and they, yeah. a, they think they had a 550 and maybe a four, 400 or a 450. Yep. Um, I see them out there. It's just nobody wants them. Why? Why would, why the, is that because they're automatic? Yeah, that it's because the they're automatics. No kidding. Yeah. So I would think that there would be, like, a huge, like, grab for those things for people who are not really good at the shifting thing well the the other the other weird thing about the honda market is for for a year or two or three years the four cylinders like the 550s and 750s will be big and big money and then all of a sudden they just drop and then all the twins are up like 350s and 450s yeah uh right now right now the the four cylinders are down the twins are up because all the Arma guys want to go vintage racing with with 350s, so they're buying off a lot, buying up a lot of these 350s just to get cylinder heads, so they can modify them for the race bikes, and that's eating up a lot of the old bikes right now. Oh, wow. Yep. All right. So, so we know what your bike is that we want. You want Rick? So you and uh, you and Steve can collaborate, <laughs> and we'll figure work something out. Nice. Why don't you make a Hyatt Honda Triumph? A hybrid. There you go. <laughs> yeah, what would they call that? A harumph or something? A harumph. I like that. Call it a yeah, harumph. That's good. That's good. One, of the, one of the nicest bikes I've seen here at the winery, uh, I had this guy coming in, and I couldn't tell you what model it is, but he had a newer Triumph. He he is a rider. He had you know over 40,000 miles on it. Ooh. But it had the most beautiful paint on it I've ever seen. It was like a 
a burgundy with a crackle paint on it. Oh, it was gorgeous. That was probably a custom work, but uh, I don't yeah, know. Was, I like. I tell you what. I, I, if you, I don't know if you read Rider magazine, but uh, they just did a whole thing. Uh, three bikes. They did uh, the the Honda Africa Twin. They had the uh, the Yamaha uh, Tenere, and also the uh, Triumph Tiger. All three shaft driven bikes, and naturally they're like all fawning over the the Honda. Uh, like crazy, but I tell you what, the the Yamaha has has its uh, had its place, you know. And the Triumph, of course, everybody loves the Triumph stuff. But yeah, I mean, I like the Triumph. Stuff. I think that all the the major publications have done those comparisons lately because I've seen a lot of them. Oh with, yeah, uh, with the bigger adventure bikes, which I think is there's a lot of them out there now. I see a lot of them. So you have to let us know when you get yours. <laughs> yeah. So what's coming up at the Rustic Ridge Winery that we should know about? You know what? We're pretty much winding down for the season. We just had our, our biggest uh, event of the year on the 17th of September. And uh, so we're just kind of chilling out now. It'll be uh, it'll be winter here shortly. We tend to cut back after the first of the year. And, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, winter winter comes stuff. early up there. Yes, it does. What, what, what kind of events do you do up there? You know, we only do two events that are major events of the year. And we have live music. Uh, we usually do some farmer market artist type stuff out on the lawn here. Uh, or I do a pig roast with it, something like that. So we do them one in June, one the first week in June, one in the middle of September. The one in September, of course, is the bigger one. Everybody tends to associate uh, wineries with the fall time, wineries with cider mills, that sort of thing. So right now our weekends are really, really busy here. It'll, and it'll stay that way here until... Oh, right after the first of the year. Then it drops right off. Nice. So what you need to do, here's an event you need to do there. You need to do a winery biker build-off. Oh, boy. (laughs) A drunk biker build-off. That's a drunk biker build-off. Everybody drinking wine while they're trying to put the bike together. Now, so tell everybody where you're located, uh, how everybody can see your, your place, how many can get in contact with you. We are uh, right on Highway State 80, which is uh, the main drag right through here to Cooperstown, New York. Uh, we're Rustic Ridge Winery. You can check us out online, uh, www.rusticridge.com. And uh, I guess that's all. All right. And you guys do have a Facebook page as well, correct? Uh, <laughs> Facebook has decided that I'm, I'm not who I says I was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh! You must have you must have drunk dialed them. You know, I was I was wondering <laughs> I was wondering why you like disappeared from my page and I couldn't find you anymore. There you go. <laughs> All right. So um, I don't know. You guys want to ask Rick anything else? Um um um. Do you make your own wine there? I share the winemaker with a winery in the Finger Lakes. So every that's about two hours to the west of here, the Finger Lakes wine region. And I share the winemaker with Seneca Shore Wine Cellars, which would be over on the west side of Seneca Lake. Uh, and all my wine is grown there, made there by a professional winemaker. I have a vineyard, and I do make wine, but I don't make any wine to sell here at the winery. Oh, so you make it for yourself. I do. You know what? You met my mother. She uh, she tends to drink up a lot of my Oh. <laughs> uh, blame it on your mom. I see. All right. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I've I've been to Rick's, I've been to your winery a bunch of times. Nice, beautiful place. You've got parking for RVs too across the street and on site, right? You know what? We just started that. We're a member of a of an organization called Harvest Host, and that allows people who are members of the Harvest Host to come here and park overnight with their RVs. We have a pretty good sized field that I always keep mowed down like lawn, and you know they we park them over there. Or, you know, sometimes they park right on the lawn out here at the winery if we have nothing going on, and they'll spend the night at no charge. And and uh, it's a great, great setup. I get to meet a lot of people, and and they always come in and buy a bunch of wine, and it, it works out good for both of us. There you go. That's great. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Rick. Thanks, and Rick. again, so a great destination if you're looking for a place to go and you're in upstate New York. It's a great place to stop. You're about, we're about, you're about maybe ten minutes from Cooperstown, right, Rick? Yeah, we're about 10 miles. Yeah, that, it's not very far at all. And, and the riding up there, if you're not familiar with central New York, right around that area, around the Cooperstown area, and Rick can attest to this, the motorcycle riding up there is absolutely beautiful. Right, Rick? Wonderful. It is wonderful. <laughs> and you can find dirt roads. <laughs> Ted, Ted will find them here. <laughs> I, can find dirt, I can find dirt roads anywhere. <laughs> I did 60 miles yesterday, and I hardly ever touched pavement. Beautiful. Wow. See? <laughs> That's great. That's uh, that's robust. Ro- robust. That's the word we're using. Okay. <laughs> robust. Well, I don't know if you guys are into uh, the dirt bikes at all. Uh, when I was younger, I was a racer for a long time, raced motocross. But that's uh, awesome. I've always liked it myself. To be honest with you. Yeah, and we are like ten minutes from Unadilla. Oh. And anybody who knows anything about dirt bikes yeah. knows Unadilla. Of course. And in the spring, they always have what they call a Unadilla rewind which is just an awesome weekend. Everybody is riding anything from mid-60s to mid-80s, and it's uh, it's just a great get-together. The bikes that they bring in are just incredible old restored. Are they flat-tracking up there? Uh, that was harder to come by here. You have to go more to the Albany area for that. What about, uh, what about ice racing? Anything up there? Uh, no, we don't have much other of that either. Just Mostly we just have motocross uh, and some hair scrambles. And Unadilla just ran the Grand Nationals that they always have every fall. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'll we'll have to look into that. I've got to have somebody from Unadilla here on the show. Cool. There that'd you go. Be, that'd be great. But, Rick, I'll tell you, next time I'm up there, I will definitely stop in and um, and I will send you, I'll give you a copy of the show and you can check it out. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us. Hey, Thanks, Rick. Nice, nice talking with you guys. And we're going to have to get... Oh, listen, you got to make it to AmeriCade next year, right? Uh, you know what? We've already made plans for that. Hopefully, I can get away. Uh, good. Excellent, because we'll hook up with you. We'll do some riding together. All and right. uh, you're, you're going to bring some wine. I'll <laughs> <laughs> How come everybody always asks me that? Uh, I, well, it's a thing. <laughs> All right. All right, Rick. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been great to have you on the motorcycle, man. Take care, Rich. See you. Right. Thank you. All right. Uh, so, guys. Okay, uh, Steve, how many bikes do you have in your shop now? In my shop? Come on, tell us. Uh, I don't know, probably a dozen or so. Any major projects going on? Yeah, a dozen or so. <laughs> <laughs> All major products. Yeah. Insurance jobs? No, 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 nothing. Uh, I, I try not to do that unless one of my customers gets flattened. Wow. What's the... Uh and is the majority of the stuff all Triumph you have in there right now? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's one Norton and uh, one Ariel 
and one BSA. Everything else is Triumph that's in there. I would like to try a, a, a Vincent. Yeah, Vincents are cool. It depends which one. You know, you de- a Comet is a single. That's an easy one to get into, yeah. but it doesn't have the nuts that like a Black Shadow has. And you'll pay, you'll pay, like, you know, you could buy a house instead of buying a Black Lightning. So oh, yeah, well, wow. well, there you go. Okay, you know? that's you know, expensive taste. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, just for, for a decent Black Shadow, you're going to pay a hundred plus. So. What? Yeah, the last one I had wasn't super super straight, but it was just a good running bike. Yeah, sold that for over eighty. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. 80K? Yeah. And that was low. Low. <laughs> yeah, that was just to make a sale. I had a guy show up with a big suitcase full of money. Uh, there, you know, that's, there's nothing bad with that. There's <laughs> nothing bad about it. you remember the episode? I don't know if you, do you ever watch Top Gear? I uh, used to. There was an episode where... Oh, yes, yes. He was... The, he, he wrote a Vincent. He had a little guy. Yeah. He wrote a Vincent. The other, one guy was on the train. The other guy was in... Uh, uh, Jaguar. Yeah, it was an MG or something. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. Uh, that when I first saw that Vincent, I said, hey, "Now that's cool. I would have tried that." That that's, one, I think, in that show, he said that was a million dollars or something. Yeah, that's a and, little and, crap, and, and it broke down too. Yeah, that's the only the only one I think that sold for a million or a million plus was Raleigh Freeze race bike that he set the land speed record on. Oh, okay. Because at the time when that bike came out, that was the fastest bike in the world, right? Yeah, that, for that the bike. Time. That that bike is just mind boggling. If you look at the technology that was pioneered on that bike. That became standard on all on, on pretty much all motorcycles really? by like the 1990s. Wow! Yeah, no yeah. It, it had a. Uh, uh, it, I I I don't even know where to start. It was a stress member for one thing. You know, the the front steering head was bolted to the engine, right. oh. so there was no frame around it. Just like most oh, okay, yeah. Most modern bikes are, except yeah. for your like dyna- my Virago. Yeah, my Virago had uh, you remember no frame like had a half a frame. On. Yeah, yeah, those are stress member, and yeah. this this bike was stress member. No kidding, it was one of the first bikes to actually have a hydraulic fork, and they it was part girder, part hyd- it was a girder, <laughs> it was a girder with hydraulic legs. So they called wow. it a girdraulic fork. A girdraulic. <laughs> yeah. The bike the bike had four drum brakes on it, one on each side of each wheel. Wow. Four drum brakes. Yeah, how did that work with the drivetrain? You had to have something to slow that thing down. Oh, okay. But I mean, just saying, because if it had... The drivetrain was there. How did they get the brakes in there at the same... You know, two uh, things occupying the same space at the same time. It's a whole time-space continuum thing in my head. Yeah, like well, the, the, right the, the, drums, the drums aren't what's called full width. It's not oh, like okay. You know, they're, just, right. they're just drums that are that wide. Oh, okay. Know, which is, if you're looking at that... <laughs> yeah, it's they're probably about you know. I hope you folks saw that he held his fingers up to the microphone. They're probably about you know an inch wide, an inch and a okay. half wide. That's why there's four of them. All right, that's I, I question for you. And I, I had asked this earlier to, to Rick. As far as it goes for working on a bike, do you have a, a love hate with either uh, drive with direct drive chain or belt? Uh, I pretty much work on nothing that isn't a chain drive, so everything is a chain. Oh, okay. So, did, 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 and you, is there a plus and minuses to either? Um, my limited experience with with other marks that would have like well, a Triumph uh, doesn't have a shaft, do they? Um, I don't know about new ones. I don't. I don't really spend too much time with the new ones unless it's just new. No, the new uh, the new Tiger work. is. Yeah. All, all I know is like Harley back in. Uh, I don't know when was it like eighty two or eighty three tried to do an enclosed chain on uh, I think the tour glide and it made doing like the whatever it was the five or ten thousand miles. Oh, that was service. the AMF years, wasn't it? 
What year was that? Would you say? It was probably, say I would say, early 80s. Yeah, that was AMF. Yeah. I was AMF. They, 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 did, AMF. they did an enclosed chain on uh Yeah, they were meant to be retarded back then. <laughs> it, it made such a, a fairly straightforward job hours and hours of hell. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous, ridiculous. And it didn't, didn't last that long, fortunately. Now, as far as the, I, I am, I, I've ridden bikes that were chain. I've ridden bikes that were draw, uh, direct drive, and I've ridden belt. Of course, I ride. Of course, my bike now is Bell Drive. I uh, I'm partial to the Bell. Um, uh, for the reasons of just it's quiet or it's, it's low maintenance. Well, not mine. <laughs> okay. I have I have this. I have a, a squeaky belt. Now he has a rubbing sound. No, it's it's a, it's a, it's a different squeak. I well, it sounds it. like something may not be in line if, if it's mm. making noise. No, it, that's what it sounds like. I swear to God, right? It sounds like a squeaky belt. But I think it's it, it's. Yeah. Didn't you have Quiet. a problem with the belt guard rubbing on the uh, belt? That was at one time? that was part of the problem. That is, is since that's it's because it's finally sawed through. It's, it's, <laughs> it was no, but it's actually just it's the rear pulley is an aftermarket pulley. Well, okay. There's one problem, you know, and the uh, the belt is just, I guess, it just needs to be replaced. It's got it's got um, just under forty thousand miles on it. Uh, it sounds like a lot. I don't even know how long they're supposed to last. Well, but. I'll tell you what. The my Sportster that I had was a twenty year old belt, and it was still the original belt. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. I never had that problem, but everything about the bike was original. You so, don't hear about the. But I mean, you know, like him or hate him, but. Uh, I've never heard you know people the, the belts just canning out. Like, no, I've never have either. Like so. I know guys have been riding for years. Like you I said, mean, for fifteen years yeah. and they haven't changed the belt. I mean, for all I know, I can replace that rear pulley and and then the problem will go away. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe yeah. just for shits and giggles, I'll replace the belt anyway. Just while I'm there, I'm just one of those people who likes to to know everything that's going on. I like to be able to oil the chain. I like to be able to adjust the chain, do minute adjustments on yeah. it, and make sure everything is right. Nice. So how long? I mean. With chain drives, I mean, how long do you have to? How long is the chain good for? It depends what you're doing to that motorcycle. Uh, you've got you do fifty thousand miles of riding. You know, that's it. So. Well, it depends if you're you know happy with the handle or if you're. Do you, know, you DW forty it like you, we, 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 we would our bikes when we were growing up? No, actually, <laughs> actually, you know what's pretty funny? I do. I do the old school thing. I take a, a roasting pan, like a, a foil roasting oh, yeah. pan, fill it with grease. Put it on my. I have like a, a an electric griddle. Put the roasting pan on there, melt the grease, and put the chain in there. And no kidding. Yeah, let that sit in there for like a half hour. You know, you're giving away your trade secrets here. No, this is this is everybody. Oh, did it's old this. school. Oh, totally. And then you take it out, let it cool off, and as it dries, it impregnates the no grease. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Well, that's pretty slick. I can't do that with the belt though. No, no, that'd be that'd be bad. <laughs> it's old school doing that. Probably. That's really cool. Yep. But uh, for the most part, the chains are only as good as the quality that you buy. You know. Yeah, I guess. And I'll say, you know, for example, you're doing, uh, I'll say, 500 miles a week commuting back and forth to work. Does that and does that chain with regular maintenance? Will that last a while? Yeah, a good quality chain will last a while. Really? Well, it's a while. Yeah, well, yeah fine. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm trying to compare it to I mean, something I've seen. I've, cha- I've seen chains on bikes that are like 15 years old. They look rusty as shit, but they're still working. It, it, there's a difference between they're still working. But they're still Work, good. Working you know? properly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, I, I'll take chains off bikes that were running and, you know, stretch them out end to end. And you can make a big smiley face out of them. Like, they'll bend into a big C shape. Yeah. And they're really not supposed to do that. Yeah. They'll deflect a little bit and right. make a little bit of an, of an, of an, an arc. But, 
you know, and these things were still running bikes, but there's so much side-to-side play. They're whipping around all over the place. Uh, it's only a matter uh, of time before they snap. Is that with? Uh, I'm sorry. So with I guess with bicycles, for example, every three thousand miles, you're supposed to replace the chain and replace the uh, the cogset, the sprocket. Now, yeah. because the chain stretches, is absolutely. That, so that that's the same thing. Yeah, me. yeah. I mean, I think every old Harley manual will tell you. I, I, I may be wrong, but for the most part, you, if you're going to change the chain, you change the sprockets. Too. Oh, no, okay. nobody does that unless they're really hooked, like you know, completely. Yeah, you get what they call a shark fin. Yeah, exactly. Okay. If they're completely wiped out, that's the only time I ever see people change them. Wow! But a wipe, right. a wipe, putting a new chain on a wipe sprocket is just going to add to the banging around that the chain does, and it's going to stretch it out and wipe it. No, oh, see. How about just some cool maintenance crap we're learning here? Very cool. <laughs> for, our, for our belt-driven bikes. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm the only one probably who still rides anything with a chain. Oh, wow. I don't know. Well, Tim had a you had a, you had your uh, your Yamaha was, and you too, Chris. No, my yeah. Yamaha was drive shift. That's right. So you two guys were drive shift. My Duraco was drive shift. Now, you've had, now you, have, you both have had the experience with your drive shift and a belt. Right. And no chain. No chain. Drive so, my, the Virago, because well, the Virago 1100 was, was notorious. Everybody knew that was fast. That thing was a whip. Now, as far as it goes right now. When, I, when that thing would slam into gears, like, that was yeah. snappy as shit. Snappy. And like, snappy. <laughs> so, as far as it goes now, now, you've ridden bikes with drive shift as well. Sure. Now, now, between the drive shaft and belt, I mean, well, what's, your, what's your take on that? Belts are smoother. The Like I said, the drive shaft are sna- real, real snap, snappy. Real yeah, there's dirt. I don't know. I, I I had two different animals. I had the Yamaha and then I had the Harley. Yeah. So it's two different things. Plus I had the scooter, so I don't know what kind of thing was on there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can count. It still had it still had some something in there. Had it a belt or a chain? <laughs> yeah, it was chain. The Viraga was was fucking fast. That thing yeah. was, was a whip. I I personally don't like the feel of a shaft drive bike. The way it kind of rises up. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it bounces. It goes straight up in the air when you shift gears and you're applying. It's like the whole bike just like kind of lifts. As yeah, you, it's, you know, I just what I felt when I, both times when I, I rode your Virago quite a bit, and I, of course I rode your bike, Tim. The I just found when, when you twisted that throttle, it was like instant torque. That's what I'm talking about. It was like right there, mm-hmm. and I know what you're talking about. You feel that rise. Oh yeah, when you squeeze that. So I just felt those kind of odd. Maybe it's because the instant torque kind of threw me off, and I guess that's what electric bikes are kind of like too, because there's that, that direct drive right there. Right. I don't know if I could. Get, I could probably get used to it, but I I like the I like the feel of the belt. It's kind of more like, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Have you Have you ridden an electric motorcycle? I have not. You have not. Have no, I, I would like to. No, I have not. But I know the last few years over at uh, the International Motorcycle Show, there's there's some company that's got a really high end one. Well, there's uh, Lightning, and of course there's Zero, and there's a couple other ones out there. Uh, of course, Victory's got their uh, their bike that they've been trying to push out there. Their it's electric bike. Would bother me. It's just so quiet. Yeah, it's it's weird, but but like I've told like you no before, life to it at all. like I've told you before, they're the only true motorcycles because the an electric motor is a motor. Right. An internal combustion is an engine. Right. So they're actually motorcycles. Otherwise, we'd be riding engine cycles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our motorcycles are not powered by motors. They're powered by engines. <laughs> See? Oh, That's some deep shit right there. <laughs> oh, well, man. We're splitting hairs, but... <laughs> oh, wow. 
Uh, oh, you're I, right, though. You're right. Yeah, you're of course right. I am. Of course, Harley Davidson's got their uh, their live wire bike, which they're claiming is going to be released in five years with push rods. Five years, <laughs> <laughs> a push rod electric bike. Now that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Be noisy as hell. Then you'd hear you coming. But yeah, they're going to have that in five, within five years. They said, and then of course we have the uh, like I said, the zero and the lightning bikes, and they're working on the battery technology right now. The battery technology is still not to the point where. With your combustion engines, you can pull into a gas station and you can fill up and you can be out of there in 10 minutes or less. They're still not there with the battery charging. He says, Absolutely. Lightning has it to, I believe I heard within uh, an hour. You can get your get a recharge. I, I, I don't quote me on that, but check that out. So, well, big government will never allow that to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah still. <laughs> but again, it's the range thing. If you're just using a commuting thing back and forth, that's fine. But let's face it, most riders like like us, when we go out, we want to go and do 80, 100, 150 miles at a clip, and you're not necessarily well. The technology is improving. It's not there yet. It's, but it's not no. there. Yet. It's not yet, there yet with the cars either. No. Like yep. even even that big manufacturer that's selling electric cars. What all Tesla? Over, that big manufacturer that's <laughs> selling electric cars. Um, I happen to know someone who who works for that big company that's selling a lot of electric cars. Oh really? Yeah. And uh, matter of fact, they just bought one of those cars from that big company that sells electric cars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the battery technology is just at, it, it's what's it's what's holding everything back. But I mean. Uh, on a completely different subject. Yeah, they don't go far, I heard. Well, it's not that. It's the it's, weight. It's, oh. yeah, well, the batteries weigh a lot. Right, yeah. But, it's the whole car. <laughs> but uh, And this is a completely different subject, and I don't mean to, to get off That's the all right. subject. It's okay. All, this, all these electric vehicles are going to be gone in a few years anyway because they're a Band-Aid. That's not the technology that, that we're heading to. Good the technology point. Good has, point. The technology has been perfected already, but you hit the nail on the head. It's it's the big industries that are keeping that under wraps. I don't want that. No. I, <laughs> I, I, I know someone who was involved with the big top secret yeah, they don't want that. thing developing this technology. So what's the new new technology? Oh, fuel cell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everything, oh, my God. Everything's going to be You know, the funny cell. thing is, is back in the late 80s, early 90s, fuel cells actually... The, the the topic came up, and it was like, yeah, that's a great idea, and then it went away. Oh, it's there, you know. It's but, it's basically been perfected already, but yeah. until until you know that uh, that big company that has that <laughs> tiger in their logo, yeah. until they figure out how to make enough money off of it, yeah, then well, of then they'll shift over to oh, sure. to that. Absolutely, you know, it's like now. Uh, that's hydrogen based, right? Yes, it's okay. uh, it's mag- hydrogen and magnesium. Yeah. So there you go. So mm-hmm. we'll be riding. So in, in in that case, to all those folks who love the idea of an electric motorcycle, suck it. <laughs> yeah, we've <laughs> got it's, the fuel cell motorcycle will be coming out, and maybe that's what Harley Davidson is waiting for the fuel cell motorcycle. Yeah. Well, at least with a fuel cell, it's still the vehicle you're familiar with. Yeah. It's just a different means of. And the emissions are water. Pure water. That's, that's it. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not going to be getting. You don't have to worry about pollution, and you don't have to worry about. Here's a, here's what bothers so me. So you could fill up at home. Is what you're saying? Pretty much. You know, <laughs> you get, or you're or you're out on a long you ride. Distilled water, probably. Well, no, no. It's, you would have to fill it with hydrogen. Yeah. There's already there's already hydrogen dispensals dispensal. Dispensers? Yes. Dispensers? <laughs> 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 There's already fuel, you know, fuel stations where you can get hydrogen out in yes. California because Toyota's released fuel cell vehicles out there. So there you go. But, so now, um, 
I forgot what I was going. Okay, so like, yeah, when if you get thirsty and you're on a long ride, just get off the bike and just like you know, just put a cup underneath the exhaust, and you can have some water. It's a little spout there. There's a little spout on the back, a little tank that'll hold it and pump it up to you in a little tube. And you're you're lucky you're gonna get the hydrogen. <laughs> yeah, right. You like the so, Hindenburg. So yeah, again, yeah. so here, so here you have the fuel cell te- technology, which I think would be. Probably more beneficial because then you again you don't have to worry be about way pollution. better than electric. Oh my god! Way because then you can still have leaps your rumbling cruiser. Absolutely, you know leaps it, and bounds. Better. Oh yeah, my god, yes. You know, and, you, and it's not going to leave. A, 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 well, I, I mean, the manufacturing of a vehicle leaves a carbon footprint. Yeah, right. And yes. now manufacturing those batteries. For those well, here's here's they my. They do more damage than gee. I mean, yeah. geez, just to make the batteries. Right. Well, here's here's my problem with they got a frack for those. Yeah, things. right. <laughs> Fracking things. <laughs> here's my problem with electric motorcycles. I would try one. Would I buy one? Maybe. I don't know. Just as a novelty. He just told you it's a waste of money. It is. <laughs> I know, but it's got to. It's again a cost-wise cost comparison. You could. Forget it. You could buy two Carleys for the price that you buy one electric bike, possibly. You know, it's getting to the point where it's going to be – they're saying that the the cost variables will even out eventually. But by that time, the technology right. will be useless. But my main problem with electric, electric motorcycles or electric any vehicle is you have to – and follow me on this. This is going to sound confusing. You have to use generated power to generate enough power. To, re- to recharge your to battery. To recharge. Yeah. So you're generating generated power, which is going to have to be regenerated at another point. So you're just... Right. You're just cr- wasting your power. You're, cr- you're spending money to spend money? Right. Yeah. And yeah. also, it, it, you know, going going back to, like, you know, the, the, the green folks who, who think that it's the greatest thing, that everybody overlooks that. It's like, you know, go up to Niagara and look at the huge power plant up there that's whirling away and generating yeah. all this power for you just to power your electric car so you can recharge it. Right. right. It's, exactly. It's, That's like, it's doubly redundant. It, it, exactly. <laughs> That's like wearing suspenders and a belt. Right. Right. <laughs> it's a fail-safe. <laughs> but, but no, that's, that's the way it, and I didn't mean to hijack the conversation. No, it's quite I'm glad. Right. That's, that's fine. Right. Because this is a topic that, I, that I, a lot of... Uh, a lot of podcasters, and you know who you are, talk about <laughs> electric bikes and they rave about it. But I, that's where my problem is with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to have to plug it into the wall, so to speak, to charge the bike by another source that's generating power. You're just, it's just, it, it's just, it's, like, it's not a green technology. Like no, everybody no. has sold it to me. Right, right. It's right. not. And but I here's, don't a, here, here's, a, here's an example of ridiculous with regard to electric anything. Here's, here's. Upstate New York, I, my, my house is off-grid up there. Okay, now I have a, uh, an array of solar batteries. But when the batteries run low and there's no sun, what do I have to do? Start the generator to charge the batteries. <laughs> so I have to use gasoline to awesome. run the generator to charge the batteries. That's so green of you. That is so <laughs> freaking ri- I thought I, you have a, uh, I thought you had a, uh, a windmill. Uh, I do. But it's not hooked up right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but there's the, there's my point. It's just ridiculous 
in, in, in it's it's redundancy. It's a redundant redundancy. Yeah, it's a double redundancy. It's just <laughs> dumb. And I, I can remember I can remember distinctly running the generator. I'm going like, this is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. I'm running a generator powered by gasoline that I have to go buy to charge my freaking batteries that the sun is supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, you can't trust nature. See, <laughs> now I'm a totally a nature guy, but when I can't trust nature to charge my freaking batteries, yeah. So there you have it. No. So we're going to have wind-powered motorcycles? That would be difficult. There'd be a lot of dead people on the road. The faster you go, the more power you're getting, right? Now, now here, here's here's one thing about it. Why not? Re- it's fine if if you don't have to plug it in, regenerative power. You're riding on... Now, they have regenerative braking. Right? Every time you hit the brakes. Remember that? We talked about that one episode where you could go across the country. We were joking with regenerative braking. It would actually recharge your batteries as you were braking. So... You'd be stopping every oh, yeah, ten minutes, yeah, right? Yeah. Remember that, okay? So now, why not regenerative energy? Whereas your motor that is actually making your wheels go is actually regenerating your battery. Well, that, that seems to make sense to me, I doesn't mean, it? Because I mean, cars have always had, even motorcycles in some way, shape, or form, but cars have always had generators or alternators on them to keep the battery right. charged. Right. I think maybe it may be the the demand that these require. It probably couldn't do it. Yeah, and it's, it, and it's funny because that that major. Electric car manufacturer. <laughs> you know, you know how you know how crappy your iPhone uh, cables are. Yeah, and they're always breaking. Yes. and they're like they're they're made of like licorice. Like, <laughs> right? That's design. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the that that major uh, electric car manufacturer, <laughs> their charging cables are just as bad. No kidding. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, here's a here's like a, the like, iPhone of cars. Wow. Oh great. Yeah. The so, iCar. Here's a car. <laughs> company that you know can make a, a, a power unit to chart to power your house is that the same company that makes the thing that you slap on the side of your house and you can run your house off it uh i don't know do they do that um we're talking about the same guy right starts with a t ends with a esla <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, he makes one of these things. It's a I can't remember what they call it, but it's this big fuel thing, a big electric thing you slap on the side of your house, and apparently it's all electric mm-hmm. again. Which you can run your house off until the battery gets low. Then you have to right. recharge it yeah. with with a gas power with engine. a gas powered engine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, don't be afraid to embrace gasoline and yeah. use gasoline. Gasoline's always going to be here. It's a byproduct as long as there's plastic. As I hold up an aluminum can, as long as there's plastic, yeah, there's <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna be gasoline. Gasoline is a waste product of, of making plastic. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, so it's always gonna be there. And I that you know that North America, there's uh, in uh, in Alaska, is the largest largest concentration of natural gas in the world. And the same thing with up in uh, New York State. There, that's why the whole fracking thing is going on because it's the largest concentration of natural gas in in, in this region. So, and I think they're, they're, are they are they doing that? They're doing that out in Kansas or what, one of the states? Uh, and they fracking? actually they're, they're actually yeah, because of fracking they're, they're causing earthquakes. Well, yeah, yeah that's there wasn't an earthquake ever before. <laughs> yeah, well, I like, mean, that's it, fucked up. And, that's and, really and not up. to get like geopolitical or anything. <laughs> but but if you've got this Please big do. pressurized cavity. Under the surface of the earth, and all of a sudden you deflate that cavity and take the pressure out of it, stands to reason that it's going to collapse onto itself. Yeah, pretty much. 
And and that's there. There's the speculation. That's what happened in Japan with the huge earthquake and the tsunami and all that. There you have it. From wow. Fracking. So now, if we all just went over to hydrogen cells, there wouldn't be that problem. Right. Exactly. Right. Yep. And we and we wouldn't have to run our electric generators powered by what's, gasoline what's to the, run our uh, what, what do you, companies. What, what do you get think. off of a, a hydrogen <laughs> cell then, mileage wise? And no different than a regular car. So it doesn't it doesn't help anything. Sure, it does. It helps oh, yeah. the environment. Yeah, environment yeah. Well, it helps Mother the Okay, it helps Mother Earth, but in overall, so ultimately, you say fuck Mother Earth. And until Exxon, more. until <laughs> until <laughs> Exxon <laughs> figures out a way to charge you three fifty a gallon for hydrogen or yeah. a pound, whatever. How, how well, the charger per, they're going to charge it per cell. Say, they, uh, say, they, say they're going to work it out. I, they're going to even take that. They're going to work it out so they're making a fucking ton of, of money. Of course, when they get that of part course. of it, oh yeah. yeah. Like figured out, yeah. Then they'll accept that technology like that, oh, of yeah. course. But yeah. now they are not going to make money, so they're going to go. Nah, that's not good. Enough. Well, it's <laughs> not that they, they can't. They can't say no. We're not going to allow it. They have no choice but to embrace it. Well, I don't know. they have a lot of say in what goes yeah, they on. Do. <laughs> I mean, it's you know. see about ten years ago, the postal service changed all their vehicles. To gas, yeah, right, to right, propane, they were, yeah. propane, right? I thought they were natural gas. Natural for a while. gas, no. oh, natural was it, was gas. It natural yep. gas, natural gas. Oh, wow. Yeah, propane's dangerous. Yeah, but natural gas. <laughs> so, but that lasted for about a year. Yeah, <laughs> and then they took them all out. <laughs> you know why? Because they were inefficient. Natural gas yeah. burns like really, really fast. Yeah. yeah, I have experience with that. Yeah, every, every, like I said, every, it all comes down to everything is a band aid until. They they release fuel cells right. to the masses, yeah. and everybody thinks it's going to be like like a large battery, and pretty much in a sense it's going to be kind of like that, you know. But uh, I know that GM was toying with it a while ago. Yeah, Toyota has done it and has released cars with it out out in California. I know that. Wow, because See, you, you can actually get you can get one out there and you can get hydrogen out there. You know, and, like and it's, it's not a hybrid; it's full. Yeah, it's it's full on fuel cell. Wow! So it's like a regular engine just running off a of hydrogen. Now, safe, yeah, safety I, I, wise, I, how is it safety wise though? Um, as far as I know, I haven't. You know, like I said, I, I have I have a what little information I have actually came from somebody who worked for Exxon um, and worked for them on that project. Oh wow! How about that? So there you go. So it's not like if you have an accident, there's going to be a hydrogen explosion. Yeah, like the Hindenburg. <laughs> yeah, 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 or, you know, or Nagasaki or something like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, that would, that, would, that would be bad, you know. Then that would be a Ralph Nader thing all over again, you know. Sure, you got to do a fuel cell Corvair. There you go. <laughs> really make them happy. <laughs> That'll kill the whole business. Yeah, it would be, you know. So anything, 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 anything else going on? Any riding nope. coming up? How about you, Chris? You doing any riding coming up? Uh, of course, I'm going to do some riding. Uh, I yeah. still want to plan a trip to. Uh, I keep saying it, so hopefully it'll happen. I want to get out to get out to Centralia, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, you been there, Steve? No. What is, what's up with that? That's the it's and when I mean loosely, it's uh, that's the town that had the uh, the coal mine. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mine! <laughs> Don't touch my mine. <laughs> um. It's uh, God, I'm gonna talk like this. <laughs> it's, uh, it's got um, it's coal. Uh, the coal mines went. Uh, you did, man. You fucked me up, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's that town that has the uh, the, the coal mines fire underneath. Are, yeah, underneath the coal mines caught fire like forty years ago, mm-hmm. and, and the they, whole uh, town is empty except yeah, it's like a whole town like Cranford, vacant. Really, like, there's only seven people allowed to live mm-hmm. there. 
Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they use a, yeah, it's a, they used it a, um, the movie Silent Hell was, uh, was loosely kind of inspired by that. It, what is there to see out there if you ride out there? Pretty much not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. Cemeteries. I mean, it's all the, the country riding out there, and that's mm-hmm. the cool part about it, and then uh, getting to the town, it's just kind of creepy, and uh, just finding out history, and, and not the fact to see, like, big... Uh, you know, cracks in the road and steam coming out from the coal well, that's kind of cool. It's got a high creep factor. Yeah, it's yeah, got yeah, a high, high like creep factor. You know, all of our destinations have all about roads, uh, sites, and creep factor. Does it sounds mean. like a good place, though, if you have a house to do geothermal heating, though. That, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, right. I, you know what? That'd be something I'd ask one of the people, the, the seven families that are allowed to live there. Mm-hmm. How do, yeah. you, how do you get permission to live there? Well, they uh, just didn't leave. They, oh. they, yeah, they like three were, mile uh, island. They were like grandfathered <laughs> in. Like apparently uh, okay. everybody was forced out. Um, and I think they just left. I didn't think they. No, I saw most of them. They were they were they were kind of pushed out. But then there was like a, like six or seven families that were like we're fucking staying. We're not leaving. Yeah, because it was poisonous. Hey, I mean, it's you home, right? That's when initially the fire went down, and then the coal started burning and coming up. Right. It was actually putting poisonous air like. Right into the town. Like, sure, so you're going to have that. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I imagine they're not procreating families. <laughs> not, not anymore. At least no, not. the hills hills have eyes. Yeah, right. Not oh, with right. normal type children <laughs> that you're used to. But there's, some, there's a lot of cool destinations out there, which we're going to try to start focusing on on the show. Yeah. Um, with the Rustic Ridge Winery up in upstate New York, that's one of them. And, of course, the uh, the Cooperstown Beverage Trail is something you definitely want to check out because the riding up there in upstate New York is absolutely gorgeous. I have firsthand experience with that. It's great. And there are a lot of dirt roads, and I'd be willing to take you down all of them. Cool. You've done some dirt road riding? Um, yeah, you know what? I was always bad when it came to that, even when I rode dirt bikes when I was a youngster. Mm-hmm. That's probably youngster. The, that's probably why my back is in such bad shape now and my ah. neck and everything else, because I always hurt myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love doing it, but I was terrible at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've got limited experience with it. You know, I think when we were... I, was I, don't, think I've ever, I don't think I've ever ridden a dirt you bike. You did. You, don't, you just don't remember. You did. Well, we were like... Uh, I was 14 at the time, so you were 11? So why, so like I, why would I remember that? And then uh, we did some off-road riding, and we were we were oh, equally we were just very bad at it because we've never did it before. But uh, who knows now? It's a different story. You know? Well, I, I would ride with guys. You know, we we did it just for the fun of it. We all went out and bought dirt bikes, and these guys would just get on these things, launch, and they'd be forty feet in the air. I'd get three feet in the air and hurt myself. <laughs> I, mean, I had no coordination when it came to keeping the front end up in the air. or... So somebody told me when they saw I was struggling, kept landing on the front wheel. They're like, you just have to pull up on the bars. So I went for it and just launched, pulled up on the bars, pulled the bike right out from underneath. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So finesse isn't one of your... No, I, no so it's all or nothing. I'm so. with you on that. Yeah, I, 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 I attempted uh, a number of things. I never got into it big time. Now, av- adventure riding... breaking my ass. Yeah, yep. now, adventure riding is a different thing. You know? That's you, different. When you're doing motocross, dirt riding, you tends to go fast, when blah, blah, blah. Adventure riding is a different story. I would love that. That's a lot of fun. I would like fun. to try that. Being off-road, doing some dirt stuff, you know, just, you know, all kind of... It's cool. A cross-country thing. That's really neat. I like that. Have you fun. tried that? You ever tried that, thing? I have never tried that, but, uh, you know, they do that... What, what is that? That uh, Baja? No, no, no. The, the Iron Butt Rally. Yeah, the, the IBA, yeah. Yeah, they also they also do it. It's, it's actually from the, uh, I think, the uh, Motopedia Museum. Um, they do like a pre-1950 cross-country ride. 
Really? Yeah, so they have the classes of, like, you know, the teens, the 20s, 30s, 40s, No and kidding. Yeah, and they try and ride them as far as possible. I'm going to have to look into that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, they did it. Uh, I know they did it last year. I don't know if that was the first year or not. But that's pretty cool. That's kind of cool. I like that. Uh, that sounds yeah, like a pretty neat. I'm going to look into that, see if we can. Get on it! it. <laughs> yeah, get on it! <laughs> so, uh, now, did you guys, did you guys discuss... Uh, Harley and the Davidsons. Yeah, well, we briefly we did because yeah, uh, I'm the only one who saw it. Okay. Yeah, I I, I liked it? It. I liked it a lot. I still haven't finished it, and it's been what a month already. <laughs> <laughs> just curious, just curious what your opinion was. Did you on see that. it? Um, yeah, you know, you know, morbid morbid curiosity said you have to watch this because just to yell at the TV out of because any anybody who knows anything about like the early history. Mm-hmm. Would throw their TV out the window after watching like the first half hour. No kidding. Oh yeah, yeah. I, if I had a TV brick, I would have been. <laughs> <laughs> you don't keep them by you. <laughs> no, I, I really should. I really should. And maybe, maybe I'm just overly sensitive because they 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 mangled something that was local history here in New Jersey. Oh, so it, I took it especially hard. Of course, oh, no Hollywood kidding. does that. Yeah. But we'll have to. We'll have what, they ma- what did they mangle real quick? Uh. The one character that they referred to as Eddie, who worked for them, was a guy named Eddie Hasha. Okay. Eddie Hasha was a board track racer. Eddie Hasha was killed in a board track accident, but not in Milwaukee, like they said. He was killed in a horrific accident. Pull it up on the computer. You can Google it. Um, Newark, New Jersey, um, velodrome crash or motodrome crash. Uh, he killed like six spectators and two other riders. I mean, he threw his motorcycle into the stands and took off people's heads. All wow. kinds of stuff. Yeah. So you know, they glanced over a lot of stuff and changed uh, well, they, a lot of they, stuff. You know damn well they were going to put that in a freaking show. No, but I mean, what they what they did was pretty gruesome anyway. They just had all the information wrong, and you know, same thing. Maybe because I know a little bit about the racing history. I think Harley had a racing team as early as like 1910. So you know, they. Kind of took a lot of that for granted. Uh, Valberg Park, yeah, yeah, Va- yeah. yeah Valsberg Park, yeah. And nineteen twelve, September nineteen twelve. That's right. He's uh, like, like killed eight men and boys. Oh yeah, it was brutal. Wow. And July fourth, uh, okay, open. It opened July fourth, nineteen twelve, at eight thousand seat Newark Velodrome. This is very interesting. I we'll have to look into this a little further. We'll talk about it. Yeah, that's that's why I got so angry watching that, <laughs> that little TV show. Accuracy, your accuracy. So I don't understand why. They well, they that did take some shows. what they call creative liberties uh, on the historical timeline. I don't understand. Oh, why oh, that. incredibly, incredible. Yeah. Like they really. Uh, yeah, but it's a documentary. Shouldn't it be? It wasn't really a documentary. It was a docudrama. Drama. Yeah, it, pr- it probably would have been a good movie if it had nothing to do with Harley Davidson and their actual history. Okay. If it was based on something else, like an imaginary company, because everything was just screwed up enough where it didn't make any sense. Wow. Well, I, you know, I, I enjoyed the movie, uh, the, the, the series. I enjoyed it. Um, it was really cool to see the old bikes, although... They weren't. They weren't all original. No. A lot of those bikes they built for yeah. the show. Which is, which is pretty cool. You can actually go on, on the eBay right now on your telephone and... Um, <coughs> Search uh, 1905 Harley Davidson or a Silent Gray Fellow, and there's people making reproduction of reproductions just like they used in the movie. No, no, yeah, that are that are running. They're like seven thousand dollars. Wow! Pay. 
Wow. Yeah, you can buy one right now. Just just like one of those anus motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the anus. All right. I still want to ride one of those. You ever heard of Janus motorcycles? No. Janus. No, yeah. It's a company out in Indiana. They make a motorcycle that looks like a, uh, a, vintage. a, a vintage. They make it look old. looks like a vintage 1912 motorcycle. I'll call it up for you. Okay. It sounds like it's probably this along the same lines. Pretty much. Uh, and they make... Uh, it's, we had, we did a little preview on them on one of the on one of the shows. Um, this is the one of the bikes that they uh, are. These original. These design? are all original. These are all brand new bikes that they just built. And, please tell them how much they're 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 kind of expensive. <laughs> it's kind of cool, right? Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, it's not a copy of seven thousand dollars. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got that very old. Yeah, look that's to it. that's just like if you, like I said, you can go on there and just on on the eBay and. and you know, type in go on there on the eBay. Yeah. <laughs> type in nineteen ten Harley Davidson or Silent Gray Fellow. Should yeah. I do that? And no, Jan- you don't and have Janice to. is what seventy thousand dollars? No, 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 oh, no. Right here, seven thousand dollars, sixty five ninety five. Yeah, okay. it's like the same thing that these other people are selling these recreations for. They just don't say you know Harley Davidson on them. But are you ready to order? Press now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I have to think about that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's great. I because I, I enjoyed it. it was great. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's cool. cool. It's yeah. a niche market right there. So, but yeah, yeah. So that that uh, that little TV thing that kind of pissed me off. No, we don't want to piss you off, Steve. <laughs> God knows it happens all the time. <laughs> so when you so when's the next Harley Davidson going to enter your shop, or do you have one in your shop now? Uh, there is one in my shop now. There is. There is two in my shop. Oh, now. what do you, what do you got? Um, still that '72 uh, Super Glide is still there. <laughs> for now, I, now I finally pulled the transmission out and stripped the, the gearbox down so I can redo that. And of course, uh, that stupid motorcycle parts supplier up in New York State back ordered the gear set on me, so I, I'm waiting for the gear set for the transmission. <laughs> Which they didn't tell me when I ordered the parts; they were back ordered. Instead, they took my money. Of course, they would. Mm-hmm. And now I have to. Now I have no choice but to wait. No. But uh, then I got some kind of. I got a shitster in there. A shitster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, do tell. Oh no, it's just a just an Ironhead Sportster. No. Oh. And it's a. Uh, it, oddly enough, it's a. Uh, it's. I think it's a. See, the seventy-eight maybe, and it's a CH. It's a Kickstart only. Oh, oh really? Oh. AMF too, isn't it? Oh yeah. So I'm um, pile of shit. Well, came, AMF was a pile of shit, man. Uh, I've had some good ones, but there's a lot of bad ones. Yeah. The, that's the company that just put that uh, stuck that 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 thorn in Harley's ass. Yeah, the, the dark years, as they call them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I had I had a couple of Electroglides from that period that were great bikes. There's actually somebody selling a uh, AMF era Sportster on eBay right now. Uh, there's a couple of good years for Sportsters. 74s are great. 75s are okay. They start to get funny after that because... Funny haha or funny other? Funny other. Okay. You know, because uh, DOT mandated that they had to move the shifter and the brakes to the wrong side. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so there's a, lot that's of, right. there's a lot of craziness <laughs> oh, going on. That's pretty funny. That's right. We, I did a thing about that on the podcast not too long ago. Um, wow, cool. Well... Uh, so listen, check out our Patreon thing on the on the homepage of the website, and uh, c- consider contributing a buck a month or a dollar per episode to help support the show. We can bring you some cool stuff, and all of our patrons will get preferential treatment uh, when we have our when the strip club opens. <laughs> all right, so 
And check out our Facebook page, of course, uh, Motorcycle Men Podcast. And email directly. What's our email address, Tim? Motorcyclemen at... Uh, Wrong. No, motomen <laughs> at pc.com. Um, Try again. No. Um, <laughs> your mother's motorcycle <laughs> shop. <laughs> Let's go to Chris. What is it, Chris? I'm not even paying attention to you, so stop. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. Motomenpc at gmail.com. Okay, exactly you came close. You I came, said exactly that. You, you came very close. Uh, and the website is motorcyclemen.us. Yes. Steve, how can everybody get in touch with you at TT Cycles? Well, well, you don't want nobody talking to you, right? Well, they have to at some point. Okay. But uh, they can they can get to me at sales at ttcycles.net, or they can call me on the telephone at 908-464-2288. Okay. And your website is just ttcycles.net. ttcycles.net. There you go. And you can see what he's got, what he's selling, what he's done. Although I haven't updated it in quite a while. I noticed, I noticed that, yes. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> too, right. I'm busy. I'm busy. You're a busy guy. You, know, you don't have time for that. You, gotta, you, you need staff. Yeah, yeah. You need yeah, staff. That's an understanding. You still have the raccoons behind the place. Um, there is a raccoon. That, it's not there. It's that's somewhere else. But yes, I'm still involved with this raccoon. You're involved? <laughs> Good. Still involved. Great. All right. Well, I got nothing else. Tim, do you have anything else? Um, ride like nobody sees you. And Chris, what do you have to say? Just keep going straight. <laughs> keep going straight. And, it's calm this time. Right? Uh, right go fuck yourself. No. All right, there you go. See, we, we can't end the show without that. Steve, do you want to sign off with anything? Uh, just uh, a big thank you for having me back. You're welcome. Always. Thank you very much. You're always, always a pleasure always to a have you on. information comes That's out just it. Like. You know what it is? Because, you know, we, we, when you're on a show, we feel, we, we feel really stupid. So, but you know, but but you know, you, you fill us with knowledge. Yeah, you point and, out our stupidity. Yes, you know, you you come here and you fill us with knowledge and things that we we learn and we forget very soon after. Talk to me about the odd couple. I know everything about the odd couple. Uh, oh, you do. Yeah, I never was an odd couple fan. Uh, see, you know. But anyway, so my name is Ted, and I am here with Tim Bucktu, and we're also with Chris the Joker, and Steve the. Steve, I've been called a pain in the ass a lot. Steve, the pain in the ass. And uh, this is the Motorcycle Man Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, ride safe and pay attention out there. Please consider subscribing to the podcast via Patreon. There's a link to our Patreon page on our homepage of the website. With your support, we can improve the podcast and add more content that only you, our subscribers, will have access to. That includes more audio, video, and live streaming of the show. For more information about the Motorcycle Men, visit our website at MotorcycleMen.us. There, you can join our mailing list or leave a comment and maybe give us some feedback. You know we always welcome your thoughts. If you'd like to email the Motorcycle Men directly, email to motomenpc at gmail.com. Please visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash motorcyclemenpodcast. Our Twitter page is twitter.com slash motorcyclemen. You can also now hear all of our episodes on YouTube. Just search for Motorcycle Men Podcast. And if you'd like to talk to us and tell us about your ride or just give us some comments, you can do that via Skype. Our Skype name is Moto Men PC. And if you find yourself doing nothing on a Tuesday night between 7.30 and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, check in with us and we'll make you part of the show. And if you're a good guest, we might just send you some stuff. <laughs> <laughs>